With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to the 10-12, the podcast that covers all 10 teams in the Big 12 Conference. I am your host, Philip Slavin. Thank you for joining us today. It is Thursday, and you know what that means. We're making picks. Chris Ross of the LGG, Daniel Alexander of Grinders with Blinders, joining us today. Guys, welcome back. Hey, excited to be back, although uh, it's not going too well for me. Dude, <clears throat> you and I have both gotten one pick correct. Like, that's it. Like, we have made... <laughs> Seven picks. Baylor in Houston doesn't count because he got canceled. We made seven picks. We've got to about one. And then we got Daniel over here who's six and one. So he's killing it. And if you give Daniel his other random pick of Navy plus seven, which was accurate, Daniel is on a roll. So if you enjoy listening to our pick spot, just do whatever Daniel does and ignore Chris and I because it's not, it's not good. It's not is this good. how Kansas feels every season? I think so. Yeah. I think hey, it's, so. It's, it's a long, long season. You know, there'll be ups and downs for everybody. Yeah, no, no, look, I, I came back and won last year. I'm still waiting on my six-pack, Chris, um, which I'll continue to mention each week until that, that arrives. It's coming. Uh-huh, sure. Uh, so to recap, last week we all picked uh, Oklahoma State to cover the 23-point spread. They did not. They won by nine. Uh, obviously, Houston and uh, Baylor was canceled. Uh, I missed on Wake covering the two-and-a-half. They lost by two. Mm. Thanks, Wake. Uh Daniel was correct on the under 62 and a half on uh, Texas State ULM. Good job there. Uh, and Chris was uh, was a bit off on Duke covering the six <laughs> points that all uh, against Boston College. That also did not happen. But it's a new week, and uh, hopefully we've all learned something. Well, Chris and I have learned something. Daniel's fine. You just you keep trucking along. Um, I don't want to spend too much time on our intro here because obviously we've got six games we're going to be picking our five Big 12 matchups and and one a game of our our choosing and of course we'll have our our pick of the week from Daniel. So let's do this. Let's just start with the two games that are the most uh suspect as to whether or not they're going to happen. There's there's concerns about Kansas State and Oklahoma with Kansas State's uh contract tracing and and testing numbers as of monday they had mentioned that essentially they were one player at one position group away from having to call the game off uh and obviously baylor being the reason that the baylor houston game was canceled we'll have to keep an eye on that game as well to see whether or not their uh, their numbers are going to work out for them this weekend so let's go ahead and get the two games that seem the most tenuous as to actually happening or being delayed so let's just start with Kansas-Baylor. This one is really interesting to me. Baylor obviously hasn't played a game yet. Kansas uh, had their season opening loss to Coastal Carolina two weeks ago. Didn't look great in the first half. Seemed a bit better in the second. This line opened up with Baylor as an 18.5-point favorite with an over-under 59.5. That line has come down. Uh, you can get that anywhere. You can get 17.5, 17, 16.5 uh, with an over-under, though, of, of 62. The over-under has gone up. But uh, the expectations for Baylor come down a little bit. People have been putting up money on Kansas. Chris, 
coming out the gate here, bud. I'm going to let you pick first. Okay, well, we haven't seen anything from, from Baylor yet, but if they are as good as uh, Bears fans are hoping, we kind of found out a little bit about Kansas and uh, if there was any hope there. And, uh, you know, it doesn't look great. So I think this is actually uh, – I think there's some value here on Baylor's side. I like him by 21. So if I can get him for 16 and a half, I'm super happy with that. And I'll take Baylor. Okay. Chris is going to take the 16 and a half to help uh, get that little wiggle room there. Cause he thinks it's a three touchdown score. Uh, Daniel, what are you, what do you feel in this game? Yeah, I'm with Chris and I'm also a broken record. I feel like every single, you know, past two weeks is the third week. Now uh, I'm still on board with Baylor. Yeah. You know, I, I don't care that Matt rule left. Uh, I love the guy they got from LSU and the broken record part, Charlie Brewer, man. Uh, I think he might be the best quarterback in the big 12. And I think, uh, you know, Kansas, they're a little outmatched. We've got a total going up and the line coming down against Baylor. I like that. I like that a lot. You know, we're, we're implying there's going to be more points scored, more points that favors a, a big favorite. So I'm going to ride with Baylor. You know, I don't know the official number we're going to go with minus 17, 16 and a half, whatever we got. But um, I think Kansas is bad and I think Baylor's good. Yeah. Well, if we're guys, if you guys are going to take Baylor to cover, we'll give you the 16 and a half. You know, always, always shop around. It's very important. I uh, want to take the best, best option you can. I've really gone back and forth here because what we've seen from teams in their season openers has not been great. Uh, obviously, OU dominated an overmatched opponent. Texas did the same. Uh, West Virginia, something similar. But everyone else has struggled. Texas Tech barely beating Houston Baptist. Oklahoma State struggling with Tex- with with Tulsa. Kansas State and Iowa State losing to their season opening teams. Obviously, Kansas losing as well. Um, I will note with Kansas, you know, it took them a while to seemingly figure out the quarterback situation. And once they once they did, that's when they started to put up some points in the second half. They actually outscored Coastal Carolina 20-10 to 10 in the second half of that game. Now, that game was out of reach, and, and that doesn't typically matter all that much. But I, I do wonder here if, while I think Baylor is going to win, and I do think this is going to be a high-scoring affair. I know that Baylor has a defensive head coach, but they lost a lot of players from the defense last year. Charlie Brewer's back. I feel like this is going to be more of an offensive showing from two teams, one that we know has a bad defense, one that's going to replace a lot and brings in a head coach with a little more complicated of a defensive scheme. I do think the points are going to, are going to come out here. I think Baylor wins this but I'm going to take Kansas to cover specifically because I can get this line at 17 and a half. I can absolutely see Baylor winning this by 17 points and that half point there, that line there at 17 and a half intrigues me. So I'm going to go opposite you guys. I can get it at 17 and a half. That's what I'm going to take. I'm going to take Kansas to cover and Baylor. I mean, I think Baylor wins by about 17. That's where, that's what it feels right to me um, with, with everything I've seen with, with teams, with their season openers and, and things just being weird. So I'm going to take Kansas to cover the 17 and a half. Hey, I'm feeling a lot better about that pick then. That's fine. Hey, it's not <laughs> like, you know, you're kicking my tail here. So let's not, let's not get too cocky. <laughs> but if I'm siding with Daniel and against oh, well, you, yeah, then, no, 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 yeah, that's yeah. look also, I, we can't just all be like, yeah, let's just do what Daniel does. Cause that's really not. <laughs> hey, hey I, I went first. I know, I know you. You're good there. I I give you full credit for you know picking it on your own, not waiting till he did. And I All promise, right. I promise both of you, it will not keep up. If it keeps <laughs> up like this for the whole season, I'll retire by the end of the season. But <laughs> I promise you, it will not. 
Daniel will officially just start, you know, uh, become a sponsor on the pod because he's going to just have money to throw around from all his, his big 12 wins. Um, okay. So the other game that we're, we're keeping an eye on this week, obviously Oklahoma and Kansas State, that's an 11 a.m. game. Uh, hopefully for, for Fox, they don't lose their 11 a.m. kickoff game for like the third straight week in a row. This line opened at 28 in favor of Oklahoma. It's pretty much hung around there. I've seen it kind of dip down at 27 and a half, but dip up to 28 and a half. But it's, it's pretty much at 28 across the board, as I see. Uh, Over-under has gone up. Uh, it opened at 57. You can get it now anywhere from 60 and a half to 61. I see it, it, it in multiple places at both those lines. Uh, Daniel, what are you feeling here, man? Uh, if you recall the week K-State was playing Archie State, I said, I'm really down on K-State this year. Uh, I, I'm not buying them. I'm selling them. Uh, I just don't think they're a very good football team. Uh, Oklahoma, on the other hand, I, I do look them. I think uh, Spencer Rattler over there, you know, Lincoln Riley does such a good job plugging quarterbacks into his system. And, and in my opinion, the success of the quarterbacks, yes, they are talented. The success I'm going to attribute just as much, if not more, to Lincoln Riley. Uh, Oklahoma really had no problem who – but they played Missouri state or something 49. Yeah, Missouri state. yeah. You know, that was an easy warm up for them. So, you know, they, any rust, they sort of, they're able to get it off. So long winded version of saying Oklahoma minus 27 and a half minus 28 all day long. I mean, K state, they're obviously not as bad, you know, or as shorthanded as a Missouri state team, but this is going to be a similar type of game in my opinion for Oklahoma. Yeah, uh, we do have it. I've got one. Looks like Stations has it at 27 and a half, which is awfully nice. That 28 line is nice just because, you know, it, it feels like one where that's a pretty a pretty nice score where if they if they hit it, you know, we get a half point here and you cover it, so it's fine. So I'll give it to you at 27 and a half because we have it available. That's, that's a nice one to be able to pick up. Um, Chris, you know what? You went first last time. I'll, I'll, I'll go here. Um, but see, now I'm just going to sound like I'm just copying. But I, I agree. Like, I have no reason. A, the big thing for me is this is a revenge game. Kansas State beating Oklahoma last year, the big upset win for them. Kansas State's offensive line, obviously a problem. And let's remember, Oklahoma, when they opened their season against Missouri State, scored 31 in the first quarter, 10 in the second quarter, and then just pumped the brakes. They just, that's, 48 was them being nice to Missouri State and not just running the score up to 100, which they easily, easily could have done. I, I agree. We saw problems with Kansas State. I think Kansas State will put some points up, which makes me, almost makes me love the over, even with it at, you know, 60 and a half or 61. I, I can see Oklahoma putting up a ton on their own and almost hitting that point. Um, but I'm I'm just going to agree here. I, I think Oklahoma wins handily. I think they're going to – there's no reason for them to, to pull back in the second half. It's a Big 12 game uh, in a season like this. With against teams like Kansas State, who've already lost a game to Arkansas State and Louisiana, especially with the Big Ten coming back, style points are going to matter again, guys. It's not as easy a path to the playoff as there once was. So I think Oklahoma's not going to hold back this week. I will also take OU to cover the 27 and a half. Yeah, there, there's a few things that we all agree on. One, Charlie Brewer is super underrated. Two, Kansas State is really bad. Oklahoma is going to cover this pretty easily. Lincoln Riley wants to get his starters as many reps as possible. Um, so, it, yeah, it's going to – the score is going to get run up a bit. If you can get it under four scores at 27 and a half, then that's – I'm agreeing with you guys. That's what I had. Uh, there's – I think it's crazy not to go that way. 
Oh, look, we all agreed. How nice. So we're either, like last week, all going to be wrong, or we're all going to feel a little bit better about ourselves on uh, on Saturday. I know I'm certainly looking forward to the games this Saturday, and I know how I'm going to start my day before the kickoff with a nice hot cup of coffee. And the coffee I plan to drink this Saturday is Lazy Fair Coffee. Ethically sourced coffee beans from all over the world, roasted right in the heart of Big 12 country in DFW. They've got a variety of great flavors, including dark and light roasts. Uh, if I might make a suggestion, the Cafe Cubano is definitely one you're going to want to try. I'm also a big fan of the Tanzanian Delight if you want another option as well. Don't forget, they've also got a great dry rub. It's wonderful for whatever you're going to throw on the grill. So go to lazyfaircoffee.com, L-A-Z-Y-F-A-I-R, coffee. At checkout, enter the promo code 1012, T-E-N-1-2, to get 10% off your order. By the way, if you live in the DFW area, which I think quite a few of our listeners do, you can get free delivery. Okay, so free delivery and 10% off. That sounds like a great deal on a really, really good bag of beans. So visit LazyFairCoffee.com, L-A-Z-Y-F-A-I-R, coffee. Use the promo code 1012, T-E-N-1-2, get 10% off your order, and enjoy a really, really good cup of coffee this Saturday morning. All right, so let's jump over to Texas facing Texas Tech. Uh, Texas heading down to Lubbock face the Red Raiders. Uh, this line opened at Texas favored by 19. It's dropped to 18, although you can get it to 17 and a half. Over under was at 67. That's gone up. We've seen a lot of so a lot of favorites numbers come back and a lot of overs go up. This you can get as an over as a 70 or a 70 and a half. Ooh, man, that's a lot of points. Um, that's great. Man, I really think I should have taken the over on Oklahoma if they're thinking this game's going to go this high. Um, tell you what, it's, I think it's my turn to go first here. So, look, uh, Texas completely destroyed UTEP. UTEP's bad. Now, Texas went ahead and just kept things going in, in, into the second half, like we kind of thought that they might. Uh, put up 45 points in the first half against a bad, bad, bad UTEP team. Then you have Texas Tech, who absolutely struggled. The Houston Baptist. They put up 35. They gave up 33. Houston Baptist is a bad FCS team. Now, they've obviously had a few weeks to continue to work on things. But I think the thing for me with Texas Tech was the number of transfers you saw show up and immediately take starting positions on their defense isn't typically a good sign for a defense. Like, if guys who are showing up to camp in August are suddenly put into starting spots, that tells me that not only is your defense is probably not very good, but the depth is not very good. And so we probably should have seen that season opener coming. I like Texas to cover this. And I like the the 70 and a half is too much. It's just too high. Like, could I, could I, could we see 80 points in this game? <laughs> Maybe. Um, I'm going to take Texas to cover. I can get this at 17 and a half. No, wait. No, we're not, we're not using FanDuel. Just kidding. Uh, 18. Yeah, that's fine. I will take Texas to cover an 18-point spread here over Texas Tech. Uh, Chris, what do you think on? Okay, well, I, I'm i really hoping Daniel's going to agree with us now uh, because if he's opposite here, that's I'm not going to feel very good about it. But, no, Texas Tech looked terrible against Houston Baptist. They're not a good team. Like, they have some off-the-field issues going on this week with Thompson, and it's just they're not a team. They're, they're struggling right now, and Texas is out to make a statement. Um I, I, as much as the Longhorns would disagree, this is a bit of a rivalry here. And, and yeah, I, the, at 18, I mean, I like him by three scores. So 
spoiler alert, I like a lot of chalk this week, so I'm taking the Longhorns. Man, we are setting ourselves up for for danger, man. Just chalk, chalk, <laughs> chalk, all these games. Oh, man, this is – now, look, it happens. Some weeks you get a lot of chalk, and that's just how it rolls. But I don't love being in that position as a better, just, just to tell you. Look, there's not a lot of bets have come in on this game yet, believe it or not. Um, about 80% of the tickets so far that are tracked across online sports books are taken Texas. But I think those are sharp betters. This line opened at 16 and a half, and within a first few hours, you know, people jumping online really, everyone decided 16 and a half is too short. It hit 17, it hit 17 and a half. The news broke on Thompson running back for Texas Tech. Uh, news broke about him getting arrested. It actually sounds like he's going to play uh, this yeah, weekend, but that's what the market seen. still, yeah, the market still didn't care. This is 18, this is 18 and a half. Um, it's important when you're working with these numbers, just, you know, things for betters to understand. If a line's getting to 18 and a half with a high total, it's going to 19. Okay, you know, 19's not a key number. You know, books will just keep pushing it to attract some Texas Tech money. So I'm looking at, we're sitting here, you know, we're recording this uh, on a Wednesday. We're looking at this 18. This number is going to be closing at 19 or 19 and a half come Saturday. I like Texas to cover. I don't love that we're all chalk, but I'm, hey, I'm following my work, okay? Um, I've got this line a little bigger. I think Texas, I think they have one of their better teams, for real. I mean, people say it every year, this is Texas's year, all this stuff, they're going to be good, this, that. I actually think they're legitimately a little bit good this year. That's why, that's part of my Big 12 fascination. I think you actually have three legitimately good teams uh, in the Big 12 that could all win. Again, I'm rambling on here, but I'm telling you, Texas 18 is a great price sitting here. I'm rolling with you guys, all three of us, sink or swim. Texas is just going to outman Texas Tech this weekend. Uh, I, I, if I was going to lean one way over, I would actually take the over. But uh, Texas is my official play at minus 18. All right. Okay, so here, let's let's go to the game I think is the most difficult for this weekend. Uh, in big part because, A, if I was a betting man, I wouldn't bet this line until Saturday when we actually know who's going to play quarterback for Oklahoma State. Uh, OSU West Virginia, OSU has opened as a six-point favorite at home. That line, you can get it from, it's gone up. You can get anywhere from 7.5, uh, 8, 8.5. Over-under opened at 56. That has come down to 52. Uh, which isn't too shocking after what happened on Saturday. Um, Chris, buddy, what yeah, are you feeling here? The Mountaineers were one of the few Big 12 teams that looked good in their opener, but it was Eastern Kentucky. Um, West Virginia fans are going to like this, but Marshall actually fared better against EKU than, than West Virginia did. With that said, the Mountaineer defensive front is going to give OSU problems just like Tulsa did. And we saw, you know, losing Spencer Sanders in the first drive, that high ankle sprain or whatever. And he's questionable. He's not going to really let on to see who's starting. Um, I doubt Sanders gets the start, but he he might. Um, With that said, that's the story heading into the game. But the difference of the game will be the OSU defense. They smothered Tulsa. I, th- I think they're going to do the same to West Virginia. I like Oklahoma State at home with the throw. You to Thurman Thomas, uh, you know, his days there. 
in Stillwater. So I like the Cowboys to cover. Like I said earlier, spoiler alert, I'm taking chalk. Um, you know, it is just above a score at seven and a half, as I think is what I saw it. I don't, I forgot what you just said. If you have, yeah, you can get that. a seven and a half. You can. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, it's a half point higher than a score, but yeah, I like, I like OC by, by 10 here or so. So um, I'm going to go with the Cowboys. Okay. Finally, a non chalk bet here. Oh, no. On this game. Um, I love the under of 52 is still available at bet online. Um, Oklahoma state. doesn't matter who's on uh, playing quarterback. Oklahoma state's going to have to win this game with their defense. And I think Oklahoma state, I'm still very high on this team. The O line, uh, the O line is really going to hold them back from scoring points. This is going to be, in my opinion, uh, a dogfight. I think people see these two schools and their first thought of the past 10 years is, oh, they're going to score a ton of points. That's not going to be the case. Neither of these teams are sort of what we're used to, I would say, in the, you know, in the historical scoring sense for what we have this year. Oklahoma State's going to rely on their D. West Virginia front seven is going to be a lot uh, – even though, you know, I, I don't have them rated as a great front seven. Look, this is given Oklahoma State problems up front. West Virginia is going to be given problems to Oklahoma State up front. Uh, you have those two situations going on combined with we are going to be seeing winds 14, 13, 15 miles an hour. It's going to be clear out, but these winds are going to be, they're going to be blowing again. Kickers and quarterbacks, they don't love that. We're going to have a missed field goal here or there. This game, you know, this has sort of a 28-20, 31-17 kind of vibe written all over it. So my official play for this game is the under. Uh, and I have actually already bet it this week. I, I bet it a better number. I liked this early. But let's go. Under 52 points. Philip, before you jump in here, I would say I really like that pick because I'm not an over-unders guy for whatever reason. I don't like picking over-unders. Um, but at least you're not against me, one, so I like that. <laughs> and then, two, uh, yeah, I, I do think that the game will be kind of low-scoring as both offenses kind of struggle. I will say that the what I'm interested to see, if it is Illingworth that plays, his arm strength in the wind, and now that he is kind of the guy behind Sanders – um, how that offense is taken to him in this week of uh, practice and stuff. Yeah, so I agree. Um, Daniel, we're of like minds on this one. I love this line at 56. And obviously, we can't get it to 56 anymore. It's down to 52. But even at 52, I <clears throat> I don't think either team scores 30, which is such a weird thing to say for an Oklahoma State-West Virginia game when we're used to Lots and lots of points, as you mentioned, but I don't. I don't think either score team scores thirty in this game. This feels like a 28, 21, 24, something like that. And I don't like the seven and a half, or the eight. I don't. There's. I don't like those numbers. I don't feel good about them. I feel better about the under as well. So, uh, Daniel, you and I are, are in agreement here. I, I'm going to take the under fifty two as well. The only thing I don't like about the under there is that's one defensive score. From going over, yeah, uh, and that's very possible. It is, uh, but I, I'm kind of taking defensive scores and defensive forcing sure. turnovers into account. I just, again, 
I don't think this is a high scoring game. I don't think either team cracks 30 and that total, whether that's defensive scoring, offensive scoring, I don't think either team cracks 30. And I think if it is a higher score, it's because there's a defensive score. I mean, we're talking, I just, at best, someone gets to 31. And even that I have a hard time saying. This weekend, I'm very excited to watch Big 12 football, especially this Iowa State TCU game. Very excited to watch it. I think it's going to be a big one. When I am watching that game, I'm going to be rocking my new Iowa State marching size shirt I got from Home Field Apparel. Okay, it's it's the best new college apparel company out there. Okay, they make comfortable vintage design shirts. I mean, these are the coolest sports logos. I don't care what team you're a fan of. They've got over 90 schools, and you're going to like them. Again, awesome, awesome designs. Okay, I love these things. I got the Iowa State shirt. I got my Slippery Rock shirt. Slippery Rock. It's a tiny little school, and the shirt is awesome. Big new Saturday is a big thing for them. They're putting out new schools every week. Missouri is this week. They've had Auburn recently. They've got some more big ones coming up. Okay, you want some really cool shirts from Hawaii, Tulane, Missouri, Auburn, Virginia Tech, Pitt? They've got them. Schools that you don't even really know that much about. But when you see the things that they've designed, it's the kind of shirts that make you go, oh, that's awesome. Oh, I got to have one of those. Like I, uh, no shot at Fanatics, but I really enjoy unique shirts. The kind of ones that you look at and want to know where they got them. That's what you get at Homefield Apparel. Now, again, they're adding schools all the time. And if you want your school to be added to Homefield Apparel, they're probably working on it, but just tweet at them at Homefield Apparel, A-P-P-A-R-L, and let them know. Okay, and you look again, this is the kind of thing where people want their schools added to Homefield Apparel's lineup for the awesome vintage designs they have, comfortable tees and comfortable hoodies. They've got Iowa State, they've got Baylor. It's the only two big tool schools they've got right now, but I promise they're working on more. So go to homefieldapparel.com, Homefield Apparel, that's A-P-P-A-R-E-L, if you're going to the website, .com. Pick a couple of shirts out like I did. When you get to checkout, use the promo code 1012 capital T, capital E, capital N, one, two, you get 20% off your first purchase. Okay. I did. I love these shirts. They are awesome. I'll be rocking my Iowa State shirt this weekend while I watch Iowa State TCU. I think you're going to find something you like, whether you're a fan of Iowa State or Rutgers or Butler or Hawaii, go check it out for yourself. Homefieldapparel.com. I think you're going to like it. Let's go to what I think is the most interesting game of the week, and it's the most interesting line of the week. TCU, Iowa State, TCU opening their season this weekend. Iowa State, two weeks ago, coming off that that loss to Louisiana. TCU actually opened as a three-point favorite over under 49. That has flipped everywhere, Iowa State to Iowa State. And you can get this, I mean, I'm finding it at, at two, two and a half, three. Like it's kind of all over the board here, but it is a complete flip by as much as four to five points, which is crazy. Uh, Over-under, was it 49? It's dropped down to about 44 and a half to 45. Um, Daniel. Actually, can I, I want to jump in. I have a question for you Daniel. You want to go first? Yeah, I'll go well, No, I'm not going first. I'm going to let Daniel, uh, you can go first. I just have a question before we, we set this pick because it is Iowa State by like two and a half or, or whatever, real low there. My question for Daniel is in this year of COVID-19 and reduced stadium capacities at like 25%, 
Um, the home team typically gets a little bit of an edge from Vegas about roughly like three points, right? Is that still a factor that they're, that they're putting in right now? Or like if this was a neutral field, would it be Iowa State by five or six? You know, um, how is that being played right now? That is a very good question. And there is no consensus currently on what the heck these are worth to the point spread. Like, you know, uh, fans, no fans, some fans, how is this approached? Uh, I, I don't think many bookmakers would give you the same answer. I think uh, just as a general rule, people are still giving some home field, but they're actually backing off a point or a point and a half for no fans. Uh, you know, I'm going to use an NFL example, but, you know, Chiefs, uh, you know, that stadium's a hard place to go play. You know, in KC, mm-hmm. when, when it's packed with fans and people are screaming and it's hard to hear, and those things matter. You know, you have, you have one extra false start, quarterback's not able to audible. You know, that's a real advantage. And it's a great question. What is that worth? Um, I, I think it's worth quite a bit, personally. I think it's worth two or two and a half points somewhere, uh, you know, in, in that range. I think the actual travel itself is sort of overrated, you know, unless you're really crossing time zones or on a short week or something, you know, Iowa state or uh, just traveling down to Fort Worth, you know, maybe that's worth a point in my opinion, travel's pretty comfortable these days. These guys aren't taking trains and sleeping in cots. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, travel's fine. So um, there's not a consensus I personally value uh, no fans at about two points. So I give home teams, I'm currently giving home teams right now between a one and two point advantage based on just being on their home field. And in some cases, you know, if you've got a little max school or something like that, I'm going to give it no advantage, you know, maybe half a point for travel or something like that. But, you know, I'm just making this up, but you know, when, um, Houston Baptist goes to law tech this weekend. You know, I'm not giving law tech some big advantage for being at home, you know, Houston over to law techs, probably a 45 minute flight or something. And there you go. So hope that answers the question. I know it's not direct, but for me, one to one and a half points home field advantage. All right. Yeah. Because that's, that's the interesting with this line being so tight that was, and I was trying to, you know, figure out where I was going to, end up on this line that was something I I thought about and I wasn't sure how that was being factored um but that's interesting yeah now as far as my pick for this game this was a fascinating line early in the week this line got out to Iowa State minus five which just seems insane to me I think it was eight, maybe eight point uh, flip a it was uh <laughs> just to jump right to it Whatever point spread you're given on TCU, I'm taking TCU this week. Um, I know it is their first game back. We haven't seen them in action yet. Uh, Iowa State's a really confusing team to me. Uh, they got an NFL tight end. Uh, uh, Brock, their quarterback, is you know he's talented. You know he's not he's not a nobody. And uh, I don't know what's going on up there. Their their loss in week one was strange to me. I think TCU uh, is just going to smother this Iowa State team. Uh, 
I love that it flipped to Iowa State. I think people are just sort of fading the fact that TCU hasn't played a game yet. Uh, I think people are uh, sort of overreacting. Uh, Downey was named as a starting quarterback for TCU. Uh, the other kid, Max, right, the freshman, He's had COVID issues. He had maybe some other health problems. And so he's been cleared to play, but he's not been named the starter this week. I think what we're seeing is, I think it's just sort of a big overreaction. You know, Iowa State, people think they're better than they are. Uh, people are down on TCU. People are down on the quarterback TCU named. I think Patterson uh, has this team going in the right direction. I think this team is a very stout D. And I think this line is just incorrect. I, I think TCU should be the favorite in this situation. And I'm going to personally be betting them on the money line. But for the sake of here today, I'm going to take whatever points are given me. Uh, I can get you, uh, I can get you Iowa state by three. So that's what we'll do since you're taking, taking TCU to camera, I'll get you Iowa state by three and give you plenty of wiggle room there. Uh, Chris, what are you feeling here, bud? All right. Well, I'm going opposite Daniel here, which is pretty scary. But uh, yeah, and for a lot of the reasons that Daniel actually mentioned, but I'm just on the other side of it, you know, with uh, the Horn Frogs, they don't have the quarterback situation fully flushed out. I'm not excited about Matthew Downing. I did like Max Duggan, what we saw of him uh, last season. And you know, there is something to be said. Yeah, Iowa State lost, but is that better? than not playing at all because we saw and we have been seeing all across, you know, college football landscape and in last week with Oklahoma state and Tulsa, when you're trying to figure out these position groups in the middle of a, a contest, like especially a conference, um, a conference game, that's going to be really tough. We saw the Cowboys struggle with Tulsa for that reason as they, you know, move guys around their, their offensive front. Um, so anything like that that TCU has to deal with. Yeah. They're going to have to rely on their defense in this game and their defense be pretty good. I mean, it's, it's TCU and it's Gary Patterson. It's TCU. So yeah, their defense is going to be good, but they're going to have to really rely on it. And if I can get Iowa State at, at two and a half, um, I like them to win by a field goal here. All right. So you're going to take Iowa State at two and a half. Okay. I've gone back and forth here. Um, I don't want to overreact to what happened to Iowa State, but I also think there's some real concerns there. Um, <clears throat> I do have concerns about TCU having not played a game yet. Uh, obviously, the reason that game against SMU had to be canceled was because of TCU numbers. So we don't know how many players have actually been able to practice. We Obviously, we're, we've got a whole lot of oars on the quarterback depth chart there. Downing expected to start. Duggan's supposed to be able to play. We don't know how much either one will. I don't love round-tabling your quarterbacks like that. But I trust TCU's defense, especially being healthy. Um, I I think that TCU has a stable of very good uh, running backs, which will help them in this game. And I don't like Iowa State's offensive line. Now, I think, as we always say, you see the biggest jumps in teams from week one to week two. Throw in the fact that you now have an extra week of prep for Iowa State, and you should see a decent jump for them. So I really have gone back and forth and back and forth and back and forth here. I almost hate to. No, I'm not going to do it. It's too low. I love over-unders. You know me. And part of me thinks that that 44.5 is just too low. I know Iowa State couldn't put up points on 
on Louisiana. I think they'll fix that. I think they will. Um, I'm actually going to take the over, which I I don't feel good about anything in this game. I think because I can get this at 44 and a half, it's just too low. I don't see this as some like 21. Like at that point, I'm looking at a 24-20 game to fit in there. I think we see more points than that. I think Iowa State has fixed some of their offensive issues. Uh, I think TCU will be able to put up some points, even with the concerns about their offense on this Iowa State defense, who is good but not, you know, awesome. I I think I'm going to take the over. I get this at 44.5, so that's what I'm going to do. If you don't mind, I, I actually like that pick of the over. Thank you. Thank you. I just want to spend another minute here on Iowa State. because This is – yeah one of the more fascinating, interesting games this week, especially to me with the line move. Iowa State lost 31-14 to ULL. Mm-hmm. Okay, I know ULL, they're ranked right now, right? They're maybe 18 or 17 in the country right now, and uh, I'm happy for them. That's great. But, look, they're not a very good team. Um, I, I don't think ULL is going to be in the top 25 when the season is all said and done. I don't even know if they're going to be in the top 30 or 40 best teams in the country. Uh, they squeaked out a win against an okay Georgia state team last week. And I know you could say they were on a letdown beating Iowa state blowing out Iowa state. Okay. <laughs> Let's just call it what it was. Uh, I, I do think they had uh, maybe a kick return or return for touchdown. So maybe the score is inflated, but then ULL goes on the road and barely survives an average Georgia state team, uh, a Georgia state team. That's, favored by two points over Charlotte. So something to me really smells at Iowa State this year. You know, we're going to find out this weekend if I'm right or wrong, but I think everyone looking at Iowa State right now should just really say, okay, what am I really looking at? What really happened there? Because ULL should not show up and roll the Cyclones because they're not a very good team. And now Iowa State's going on the road, laying points, against Gary Patterson, who has had weeks to prepare for this game. This is uh, – I'm going to have my popcorn. This is a fascinating Big 12 matchup this weekend. Oh, yeah. This is my game of the week. This is the one I'm, I, I've got to sit down and be able to watch. Like, it's – I'm so interested in how both teams look that it's the right. – like, this is the – like, Oklahoma State, West Virginia, personally, is interesting, but also because we don't know what Oklahoma State is going to do at quarterback. How can they bounce back? West Virginia looks good. How much of that was Eastern Kentucky? That game and this game are the two games this week where I'm like, ooh, I can't wait to watch. I mean, we're because we're talking about the other three Big 12 games. We picked chalk, and we're talking about 16 and 27 and 18-point spreads here. So uh, – uh, I picked Kansas cover, but what, I'm not that interested in that game because it's Kansas. Uh, but OSU, West Virginia, Iowa State, TCU, I think these are the two best games of this week, and I think this Iowa State TCU game is a really, really interesting one. So, all right, uh, we all need to, to make our one last non-Big 12 pick. Uh, we failed to tell each other what that was beforehand, so let's hope we don't have too many overlaps. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and take mine because I want to make sure I get it on the board in case somebody else says UAB currently a seven-point favorite over South Alabama. I just want to point out one, two things. One, uh, South Alabama has covered in eight of their last 10 games and is 9-4 and four against the spread as an underdog since the beginning of last season. That includes five at one at home as an underdog. By the way, did you know that UAB's starting quarterback is gone? He's out. He's got a shoulder injury. 
he is not playing. So I get a a home a team at home that is great at covering as a dog against a team that's a favorite who lost their starting quarterback. Yes, please. UAB is favored by seven. I will take South Alabama to cover that seven point spread. Hey, I like that play. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, no, I think I think yeah. Okay. I, I, hey, if Daniel likes it, I must be doing something right. Uh, hey, Chris, what are you thinking? <laughs> I, had, I had my eye on a couple of games this week. I liked uh, NC State uh, opened at minus 11, but that quickly, I mean, that's moved quite a bit. Uh, now, um, or they were open plus 11, then it moved to uh, plus seven. So it's come down, and I don't like it as much. I'm going to go ahead and just get out of the ACC altogether. Duke keeps burning me. So I'm liking another matchup. It's a weird matchup, but I like UTSA and Middle Tennessee because Middle Tennessee is just really bad. I think there's value there. So I'm going to take the UTSA at minus six and a half. So that, that get that one score. If if they cover by touchdown, then I'm happy. And uh, I'm just going to go with that. I'm betting on Tennessee being super bad. Hey, both you guys, I solid picks this week. I, I, I like both those sides you guys are taking. Thank you. Oh, this yeah. is, I feel all warm and fuzzy inside. Uh, <laughs> all right, Daniel, school is here. What are you looking at? Okay, there's a few games I really liked this week. I think this is a really fun segment because I get to dig down into some games that, you know, people aren't talking about on podcasts and people aren't focusing on on Twitter. But um, I'm going to go this week with what I think is a fascinating spot. Troy is playing BYU. Uh, This is a non-conference game. Uh, For most of the country, this is football after dark. I think for you guys, this game kicks at 9 o'clock. I'm out here on the West Coast. I'm kicking at 7, so football in the evening for me. Troy is a 14-point dog at BYU. Uh, Troy last week obliterated the spread. Troy was a, they were a three and a half point favorite against uh, middle Tennessee sharps were all over middle Tennessee, brought that line down to even two and a half or three at some point during the week. Uh, My ratings love Troy this year. Uh, I I think Troy is a totally legitimate team. I don't think they're a rollover. Um, I had that spread at like Troy minus 12, Troy minus 13. And I bet it as such. And Troy blew them out. I can't remember 47 to 10 or something, 47, 14. Troy won last week. BYU, the last time we saw them, blew out Navy 55-3. to When you see that lopsided of a game, especially with a service team, age of COVID, opening weekend, I sort of throw those results out. Is BYU good? Eh, probably, but they're probably a competent team. I don't think BYU is 55-3 to over Navy good. Uh, this line is at 14. Troy is in a historical spot that I like that focuses on non-conference dogs that crushed the spread in their previous game. When you can get a non-conference dog uh, getting a touchdown or more, and they just they, they obliterated the spread the game before. And so what does that mean? What's that number? Uh, let's see. When they beat the spread by 20 or more points in their previous game, their following game – they're 157 and 97 and hitting against the spread at 62%. So I get Troy, who is a team that I'm already rating highly against a 
BYU team that, in my opinion, is overvalued, and they historically crushed the spread. Now they're on the road as a non-conference two-dog, you know, uh, non-conference on the road getting two touchdowns. Give that to me all day long. This line open at 15 and a half. Bet immediately down to 15, down to 14. Um, I would side bet anybody this game ends up closing it. Troy, maybe 13, 13 and a half, 12 and a half, somewhere in there. Uh, I've got a pretty big position this weekend on Troy, and I hope we can all cash with them. Okay. I like it. Uh, so let's wrap up on, on this. Daniel, this is the part of the show where we let you make your bet your favorite line of the week. It doesn't matter what sport it is. Again, marble racing is appropriate if that's what you want to do. <laughs> uh, so what is the one, the one line this week? That you're just like this is this is when I I just have to bet. Oh man, I think I just used it on Troy. I've got another one. <laughs> I mean, I have I have one I sort of like. Um, man, so Georgia State opened at plus one and a half. I bet it immediately. It went down to one. I bet them again immediately. Now they're sitting at minus two and a half. So I don't want to tell anyone to go out and you know, this line's moved four points. Is the value gone? A lot of the value is gone. Um, you can still bet Georgia State I mean, a money line price of about minus 125 or minus 130. I think that's a great bet. I think Georgia State, I mean, I think they win by more than four more than six points. So it's like, well, why wouldn't you tell someone to just go take the minus two and a half that they're sitting at right now? But I'd hate to tell someone to take a spread that's already moved four points against you. I love this Georgia State team. I think they're undervalued. Charlotte, I think they had a nice showing against uh, Appalachian State, I think, for the first half. Appalachian State, or excuse me, Charlotte looked okay for two quarters of football to start the year. And I think people are still sort of hanging their hat on that. Their game got canceled last week. They're playing a, 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 a strong Georgia State team this week. This line should be Georgia State minus five, minus five and a half, something like that. So Georgia State is still available on the money line, again, in that minus 130, minus 125 range. You know, if I was a better, which I am, I'd be taking them on the money line if I'm just getting a position right now. All right. I like it. Guys, this has been awesome. Uh, looking forward to the games this weekend, and hopefully Chris and I can bounce back. We've got some some options. I mean, we've, we got a couple of agreements here with Daniel, so maybe maybe Chris and I can look a little bit better this week. We can't only one direction to go. Yeah, it's true. No, well, technically, there's there's stagnant. That's also mm-hmm. a, a direction, which is just a straight line. It's not a very interesting one, but it's a straight line. Um, uh, this has been fun. Everybody enjoy the games this weekend. Obviously, they're going to be all day. We finally got some Big 12 on Big 12 action. Forget the SEC. Don't care. They can do their thing. Obviously, you notice we don't we didn't bet in the SEC lines because if you could get that at Arkansas uh, at the beginning of uh, before COVID at, uh, at three wins, you should have bet that like crazy. Um, yeah, let's just wrap here. We're good to go. We'll be back on Monday to recap the weekend that was with uh, Andy and Jamie. So everybody enjoy the game this weekend, and we'll talk to you then.
Social Podcast Network.